for my ally is the Force. And a powerful ally it is. Life creates it. Makes it grow. Its energy surrounds us and binds us. Luminous beings shall we, not this crude matter. You must feel the force around you. Here, between you, me, the tree, the rock, everywhere. I am a Jedi, like my father before me. Don't know the power of the dark side. If you strike me down, I shall become more powerful than you can possibly imagine. I got a bad feeling about this. Welcome to episode 183 of Blue Harvest. I'm your host, Hals Burkhart. And I am your host, Will Witten. And we're here to talk about Star Wars and shoot gum and I'm all out. Whatever. We're here to talk about Star Wars. And uh, we got some surprising, well, I guess not all that surprising. Uh, Star Wars stuff to talk about this week. We've got uh, the mid-season trailer for Star Wars Resistance to talk about. And then, guys, <laughs> we're going to hear from you in holy ravioli, ravioli, what's in the pocket, Oli. You guys sent in... Wow. You outdid yourselves this week. So we're going to be here. deluge. Yeah, we're going to be here. Mail. <laughs> yeah. Letters. We get your letters. So, um, in the interest of getting while the getting is good, I'm going to do one thing first, and then I'm going to do another thing after that. First things first, how's your week been, buddy? Oh, it's been a good week. It's been a good first start off to the year. I can't complain. You know what? You know what I, I got to do this weekend that I feel like really set me on the path for a good 2019? What's that? I got to hang out for a little bit with my buddy Will Witten. Yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> yeah, man. Popped in town for a little while. It was a good time. We hung out. Hang look, out, chit chat, chit chat. Look through some uh, D and D manuals. It was a good time. Yep. It was indeed. Yeah, that was a nice little surprise phone call to get on Sunday. So yeah, right. It's like, hey, dude, what are you doing? Oh, you know, not a whole lot. Um. Well, right on, man. Um, I feel like I had something to ask you. Oh, I've got a funny story for you. So do you remember, obviously you remember, you remember uh, our buddy Jim that calls in that thought you were Will Wheaton? Yeah, certainly. Uh, King Tom made a Blue Harvest Cannon connection this week, and he messaged me about it. Do you remember 
a little further back. Do you remember what my nickname for you on on the podcast used to be? And you 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 disliked it so much that I pretty much stopped using it. I don't I don't remember the ass crusher. Oh oh, now I remember. I do remember King Tom. King Tom is of the belief that I, that was a subtle nod for me, saying that you were in fact Wesley Crusher. <laughs> that he's a smart like cookie. It. He's a smart like cookie. It. That King Tom. <clears throat> for the record, my buddy Will Whitten, not Whitten, much cooler than Will Whitten. And I hate to say that. I just I don't, don't feel like he represents all of nerd culture. I, I think he feels like he does, and I don't think he does. He may represent a small subset, but not everyone believes like he does, and not everyone has the opinions and snide attitude he does. Yeah. Um, but, I'm, so. you know, he's a decent guy or whatever. I'm sure he, I think he does a lot for charity, I think. Yeah, I don't know about the decent guy part, even. Not a fan. Anyways, I'm trying to I'm trying to throw a weed in a bone. Yeah, I don't think he needs a bone. <laughs> Fuck him and his bone. You know, my most intimate experience with Will Wheaton was Uh-oh. listening to him on the Acquisitions Incorporated uh, podcast, where he played Dungeons and Dragons with the guys from Penny Arcade. I got you. And and um, he's just so full of himself and pandering to the crowd. You know, just like inserting nerd references just for, you know, I don't, I guess saying, look, I, I also too enjoy this thing. Like, I don't know. You know, it just seemed forced. Trying a little too hard, maybe. Yeah. With the references, like obscure nerd references. Okay. So, um, now the second thing I was going to take care of is giving out a little bit of the business. You can. Like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Blue Harvest Podcast. You can follow us on Twitter, Twitch, and Instagram at Blue Harvest Pod. You can email us at blueharvestpodcast at gmail.com. And guess what? We're part of the Making Star Wars Podcast Network, where we are the Wheel Wheaton of next generation of the bridge crew uh, next generation cast members of star wars podcasts what other star wars podcasts are on the best damn ass podcast network in the entire galaxy you may ask now this is podcasting steel wars john luke picard of of crew okay okay you're much better at uh at um star wars star trek trivia so I'm going to name a podcast. You tell me who they are. Now oh, th- no. This is- okay, ready? Okay, all right. All so right. I, I said, now this is podcasting. You busted out John Picard. Picard. Yeah. Steel Wars. Riker. Rebel Girl. Jordy LaForge. The Sith List. Mm-hmm. Galron. See, it only took four podcasts in before I didn't know who the Fuck, you were talking about podcasting. He's like a Klingon lord. Okay. But it was because it's the Sith list. It was kind of dark. He's not a bad guy. He's just, you know, he's like an anti-hero. Okay, well, keeping the train alive, podcast 2187. Mm, Data, Commander Data. Rogue One. Mm, That's going to be... Ooh, 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 
Ooh, Worf. Worf, okay. Uh, Idiot's Array. Mm, quark. Tarkin's Top Shelf. Dax. And you can come up with one because both of these are by our buddy Corey. First Order Transmissions and the Cargo Hold. Ooh. Let's say... I have one if you can't pull it out. Do do one. I've done so many. I feel like these last two belong to you. I feel like Corey is the Q of Star Wars podcasting. Ooh, that's a good one. That's a good one. <laughs> all right, guys. So that's check out all those shows. You're going to find some Star Wars content that you'll love. Great and shows. Beyond that, you'll find excellently produced quality listening material I, and absolutely. people that care about what they're doing. And if you like this show and you're like, hey, I want a little bit more of this show. Maybe I want like, I don't know, a bonus episode every Monday. Then you can check out the Blue Harvest Patreon page where every Monday we release bonus podcasts. Podcasts like Blue Harvest Adventures, which just had a new episode. Cooking with Will. Star Wars Year by Podcast with our buddy Steel. Uh, Steve versus the prequels, which... I am going to be trying to schedule very soon now that college football season is over. Sorry about that, I Steve. I miss Steve. And uh, Jaws. And Jaws. oh no, it's Hall Solo. Oh no, it's Hall Solo. And more to come in the new year. So if that sounds like something you would be into uh, and you want to help support this goofy little show so we can upgrade equipment and bring you better quality, check it out patreon.com slash blue harvest podcast <clears throat> so buddy uh star wars resistance comes back this sunday the 13th from their mm-hmm. uh, mid-season break and leading into that we got a mid-season trailer which was really kick-ass i thought it was it was really good yeah, the man. trailer was so good, it makes me think the season is going to be that good. If it's got all that good stuff in it. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's a trailer, so obviously they're trying to pull out some really kick-ass parts um, to really get people hyped. Uh, I would say they were fairly successful for that. Even some people that I've seen being like maybe a little down on Resistance were like, wow, that looks pretty kick-ass. So... I would say, you know, fairly successful in that regard. Uh, you know, you just hope that they didn't show us all the cool stuff in that trailer, you know? Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's what I'm hoping. Yeah, and I get, you know, I, I don't have any reason to believe that that's the case. It's just one of those things, you know. It's what you fear. I gotta say, the person that cuts the, the trailers for uh, the Lucasfilm animated stuff always does a bang up job whether it was for outstanding trailer rebels or you know the resistance stuff it's it's so good um and besides the trailer they also announced that it's coming back for a second season this fall so that's cool to hear too awesome and based on what we saw in the trailer things have the potential to get very very interesting going forward into a second season i think so what did you think of the trailer overall 
I thought it was interesting about the increased presence of the First Order on the Colossus, and then so much of what looks like is going to be um, the Force Awakens material. Like, the show may progress through the Force Awakens and into The Last Jedi and beyond. Yeah, um, yeah I... You know, we we got that little piece of information earlier this year that it would start to run concurrently with the sequel trilogy. And I just didn't know if that was like further down the line, if that was something we yeah, were going to see Yeah, I kind of just season. thought they would end up there, but it's interesting that they're just picking right up with it, I feel like. Yeah, I don't see, I don't think, you know, the first episode is going to start with Hosni and Prime. Like, the first episode back, I don't think is going to start with Hosni and Prime uh, getting blown up. I still have a feeling that that might be a little towards the end of the season. Or however many, you know, episodes we have left and stuff. But, um, yeah, it, it's looking pretty cool. So... Yeah, I, I wonder, like, so where we left off, right? Kaz still has BB-8, right? Right. Eventually, for it to catch up with the beginning of The Force Awakens... Uh, BB-8's got to take it on back to Poe. Oscar Meyer. Right, he's got to hook Which up. is why I think they're introducing that other droid so hard. Well, yeah, and if you saw the trailer, uh, I think it's CB-23, um... She shows up a good bit, and I think she is going to become Kaz's new droid, basically. Right. Once uh, Poe comes and picks BB-8 up, and they go off to meet with um, Lor Santeca. Oscar Meyer. But <clears throat> I'm pretty excited about that, because I think that droid's design is pretty kick-ass. <clears throat> I mean, it's you know, it's very similar to BB-8, but the the color scheme and stuff on it is cool looking. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of cool stuff to see in there, a lot to unpack. I even, you know, just before we recorded, I watched it again just to refresh myself on it and feel like I picked up on a couple of things that I didn't notice before. For instance, did you see? Uh, there looked to be like an underwater sequence. Where they're swimming around underwater and there's a couple of like stormtroopers and underwater gear. Yeah, I did see that. I thought that was cool. <clears throat> it's also cool to see Jaeger um, looking like he's ready to get back in the fight. He's got that. Um, he's got that line. I'm paraphrasing here. It's not the exact line, but something to the effect of uh, Kaz, I'll help you fight the first order any day or I'll stand by your side any day or something like so it looks like <clears throat> you know he's gonna get in the mix um which is cool because I was always slightly worried that he was gonna turn out to be the first order's mole on the Colossus um there's some cool stuff with the Colossus in the trailer too yeah there is and the idea of the the First Order showing up and grounding pilots. Yeah, because they're taking over, quote-unquote, security on the station. And they, they seem to insinuate in the trailer that the, force, the First Order 
wants the Colossus for some sort of strategic re- reason. Like Jaeger says. For war. Yeah. yeah, maybe they're planning to go with the war and that's why they want the Colossus. So that's interesting. Um, and, um, and <coughs> when he says you only need stormtroopers for one thing. Right. And I'm wondering, you know, does that mean for war, you know, or for yeah totalitarian oppression i don't know what's the one thing is yeah and there's also the thing um where jaeger's like the first order has a habit of making people disappear so that does that mean like jaeger has had runs in run-ins with the first order in the past like that's interesting i didn't think about that um and then of course i guess like to me I don't know about you that to me the big fucking um holy shit moment of the trailer is Hux's speech from the Force Awakens seeing like right. a, a hologram of it looking just like a dude on YouTube that's about to cut up some action figures of ladies and stuff. Yeah, and uh, you see the the episode not the episode but the little clip of them where he, there's like the the plan this system sun is gone. So they consumed oh, yeah. You know, when they consumed a star for the Starkiller base. Right. He and Poe are um, out on a mission in what's left of some sort of system. And they're like, there should be a system here, but its star is gone. So, yeah, that's that's right. That's Starkiller base that's consumed that star. So I guess that's maybe when the Resistance gets its first sort of hint about Starkiller base because they don't I feel like they don't fully know what it is until after they blow up Hosni and Prime and then they do like the reconnaissance mission you know and Finn helps them with the information all that shit that goes down it goes down really quickly in The Force Awakens it's kind of I wouldn't say easy to miss but it's not like focused on a lot you know like they send out a, a recon scout to check out Star Killer Base. You don't see it happen, but you hear Leia mention it. So, yeah, it's definitely ramping up. Definitely seems like it's um, uh, connecting into. Well, it definitely is connect like lining up with the Force Awakens. So that makes me think next season we're probably going to be in Last Jedi territory. Right, and you then, would think, and then like it almost seems like it would line up perfectly if the first season takes place before and during the Force Awakens. The second season takes place before, at least the first half before or during the Last Jedi, and then they take their mid-season break. Episode nine comes out. And then maybe the back half of season two, they're available to explore the time jump in between The Last Jedi and Episode Nine. some, you know? Yeah. <clears throat> that could be really cool. Yeah. If it lines up. Because there's a lot that could go on in there. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, I'm assuming it's just not even going to be touched. And then um, we also got to see, uh, well... There, Leia has that message to Kaz about if you can leave Castellan, right? Is that what she says? Castellan? 
So they're they're going to go to a different planet. They're going to Castellan at some point. Um, in that big hollow projected map that Kaz and Jaeger are looking at it for like a split second. Yeah. Uh, King Tom in his glorious Star Wars detective in his way, infinite wisdom in his regal wisdom um, translated some of the Arabesh on that map and like Jakku was on there Takodana maybe Jeddah there was a few like sort of interesting planets displayed on that section of map I thought interesting yeah so I don't know man it did it for me I like the show as it is I'm excited I'm really excited that it's moving you know into sort of territory we know so quickly because I kind of thought maybe this season would end with Poe coming and picking up BB-8 and being like I gotta go on a mission to Jakku wink wink we all know what that is but yeah. now I'm wondering if it ends more in the the realm of the destruction of Hosnian Prime. Especially, yeah. especially if Kaz's parents, or at least his father, is on Hosnian Prime. Because he's a senator. Yeah, his father's a senator in the New Republic. Mm-hmm. He sure enough is. Sure did, that goat. <clears throat> so, yeah. I'm excited to see where that goes. Also happy to report that this is of of no importance to anybody else, but um, Star Wars Resistance figures have been hitting the shelves. Um, and I was under the impression that they weren't coming out till the spring this year. <clears throat> and, you know, regardless of when these figures are supposed to come out, they always end up hitting the shelves early, right? But I wasn't expecting them this early. But apparently, that spring release date wasn't exactly correct. And so they started showing up at some Walmarts and some Targets, and people were able to buy them. And you know me. I was like, well, I guess I got to go look at some Walmarts and Targets. So I did that, and I did not see any Star Wars Resistance figures. And so, you know, I was like, well, I'll just, you know, live in the 21st century for once. And order those things online and could not find anywhere selling them. Like for pre-order or anything. Nobody had them up for pre-order. But today, uh, our buddy Jesse over on Twitter clued me into the fact that Entertainment Earth had them up for pre-order. So I pre-ordered the first wave and the, I think there's like two double packs. There's a Poe and a BB-8 double pack and a Jaeger and Bucket double pack oh okay so whenever those get shipped out i'll be pretty stoked because i think that figure line looks real cool i'm still bummed that as of right now they haven't done any vehicles or don't have any vehicles like available (coughs) i hope they fix that because i would at least like the fireball you know if not some of the other guys that's the one thing i'll have to say um, I haven't watched the shorts. Have you had a chance to check out any of the resistance shorts that they put out? I haven't. Um, I don't know how many episodes are left in this season, 
But I still feel like there's several of the pilots at the Colossus that we haven't really gotten to know yet. Um, so if they're moving into this Force Awakens territory, unless all that stuff that we saw was, you know, from the last couple of episodes, then I'm, I'm wondering how much we're really going to get to figure out about those characters. And like I said, maybe there's more information about them in those shorts, but I haven't had a chance to watch them myself. But excited for it to come back on Sunday. Yes. If all else fails, we'll have that to discuss next week. Should be a good episode. I think so. I'm imagining it'll start with a bang. Yeah, I mean, you would think that they would time it that way, right? Coming back from a mid-season break with a big episode. Absolutely. Yeah, that would make sense. So, buddy, like I mentioned to you, not a lot of Star Wars news this week. That was the big thing. Um, Depending how long this email and voicemail segment takes, it could take a little bit. Uh, we may have a brief little spoiler discussion at the end. If not, we'll save it for next week. Um, but how about you and I jump into a mount? I mean, a digital mountain. Really? Yo, buddy. We have quite a few voicemails and emails. So why don't we get that kicking? How do you feel about that? I feel good about it. Let's do it then. First up, you guys know him. We've already talked about him a couple of times this episode. He knows how to kick off a voicemail and email segment. It's our buddy. He's the king, the king of all Toms, King Tom. Hey, Hawes and Will, it's King Tom. First off, I have to say that Resistance trailer, uh, wow. I, you know, I've fallen a bit behind in watching the show, but seeing what we saw seeing that they're going to take this into the force awakens and beyond wow i'm i'm pumped up for that and i did not expect the show to be going any of those directions there was one quick question and then a story i wanted to share with you i hope it's okay first last week on his twitter ryan johnson tweeted out that he was reading a star wars article um it was a very well written article 
by Becca Benjamin of Tarkin's Top Shelf about the Force and how it's, you know, what Luke was saying about how the Force does not belong just to the Jedi and how that's true. It was a, it was a great article, and he, you know, he tweeted out that he read it and he liked it. And how cool is that that he's, you know, he's written and directed a great Star Wars movies. He has more Star Wars movies on his plate, and he's reading fan articles. I just think that's a cool thing, and I think it's a good sign, you know, if you're wondering what's going on with his trilogy. But the, the real purpose of this voice now and i'm sorry that it's taken a while to get to uh you know last week jim shared the story of how he got into blue harvest you guys mentioned you were curious as to how i got into it too so i wanted to to, to share a little bit of history with you uh in this you know summer i think of 2015 i was you know very big into and i'm still very big into star wars but i was very pumped up for the impending release of the force awakens uh, I'm lucky enough, I have a, my own office at work, and for the longest time I used to listen to music. But with the, you know, more Star Wars stuff coming out, and this was even before Force Friday, this was early summer. Uh, I, I used to read Now This Is Podcasting every day, and I saw that they, you know, had a podcast, so I decided to try it out, and I really, really dug it. I liked the atmosphere of, the, you know, the guy, friends just sitting around talking Star Wars. So I started looking for other Star Wars podcasts, and I found a bunch that, I didn't like. So I stuck to now this is podcasting. And at one point I went back, and this was even before September, I went back and I started listening to the whole series from episode one. And then sometime around that November, I was, I was trying to, I was searching for more Star Wars podcasts and I came across one called Blue Harvest. And I had always been a fan of the Blue Harvest as a movie you know, story that they were used for Return of the Jedi. So I gave it a whirl. I, and, you know, you guys had a good rapport. You were funny. You were just normal guys who love to talk Star Wars. And, and I liked that. And I know, I think at this point, there were two things about it. At this point, I, I think I had written in and out this is podcasting once or twice, but I, I don't, you know, I, I, I doubted the value I added to podcasts. I didn't know if people wanted to hear what I had to say. And the other thing that just around the time I started listening to Blue Harvest, I had listened to this old episode of Now This Is Podcasting that Hawes has written it, had written into. And Jason Ward, I remember it because he said something like, Hawes Burkhart, that's the type of name a guy you'd want to be your hostage negotiator. And I thought it was the funniest thing. And then it wasn't until after the release of The Force Awakens that Joe, I believe, had asked, were there any recurring phrases other than I've got a bad feeling about this that you guys liked? And there was one that screamed out to me because Poe says it to BB-8 in, in The Force Awakens and Han said it to Chewie in Empire Strikes Back. Do you hear me? And so I wrote in about that to you guys and the rest is history. Anyway, I hope you're okay with the email bit on the long side this week, but I thought it was a fun story to share. Anyway, thanks a lot, you guys, and I will talk to you later. All righty. Dude. That's a cool origin story about how King Tom... I legitimately didn't sure know that. <clears throat> What's funny is I remember when King Tom wrote in to us for the first time being like, oh, that's that dude that's written in and now this is podcasting. Because Randy always says his name, King Tom King. King Tom King. Is, is the stank Randy puts on his name when he writes into them. Uh... 
<coughs> funny enough about me writing in and now this is podcasting like this makes me sound like such a dork but when i wrote in and they read my email on the air like i was so stoked you would have thought george lucas well come on i love those guys maybe i'm giving them a little too little too much credit you would have thought silas carson read my letter out loud on a podcast or something like I bragged about it to Jesse and stuff. And she was like, Oh great. Yeah. Star Wars podcast read your email. You fucking dork. Why am I with you? She's harsh about stuff like that. Yikes. <laughs> Not really. Um, but yeah, somewhere in the, uh, the back catalog of now this is podcasting episodes. You can find some emails from yours. Truly like maybe one or two. Um, and then Will and I decided to start our own little show. Been doing it ever since. <laughs> sure have. Oh, you're a pod racer? All my life. All um, my life. And I got to be honest, man. I think that's real cool that Ryan Johnson <clears throat> read uh, Becca from Tarkin Top Shelf's fan article. Man, like... Yeah. <clears throat> On a number of different levels. Like, I like to see the creators of Star Wars interacting with the fans and, like, taking in the fans' hard work. Like, do you know how stoked I would be if I found out Ryan Johnson... Well, depending on the episode. Do you know how stoked I would be if Ryan Johnson um, listened to an episode of Blue Harvest? I'd be so stoked. And, you know... Say what How you How do you know they haven't already? I mean, maybe he has. I don't know. Maybe he was like, damn, these dudes talk about Woody Harrelson eating booty like groceries all the time. They're like, I'm not here for this. <laughs> I need some I eyebrow. I haven't come for eating the booty like groceries. I don't know why all of a sudden Ryan Johnson talks like he's on Masterpiece Theater. But, <laughs> um, but I like that. And, you know, I know people... I know that there's like, you know, a segment, which I believe is fairly small. They want to do nothing but shit on Ryan Johnson. But I feel like the guy has a genuine appreciation and love for Star Wars, you know? And yes. I don't think he would be reading fan blog posts or articles if he didn't, you know? I, I do know. And and with all the shit that guy's gotten, do you know how easy and, and like understandable it would be if he was just like, I don't want to read anything Star Wars related. Are you kidding me? Like I just get shit on. Why why wonder why 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 <clears throat> I had a I had a fucking repeater there. Did you hear that? Yeah, you did. Repeater blaster. Um why would I want to read this? But so, you know, I don't know. It just makes me feel nice that a dude like Ryan Johnson still engages with the fan base and has such an interest in it. I don't know. I just think that's cool. All right. It's very. So I think we've got an email or not an email, a voicemail from a new caller. It's from Micah. Have we heard from a Micah, Micah before? 
I thought we might have. Maybe I we have. Th- I thought we had before. Well, let's see. Perhaps it's a different Micah. Hey, Black Lung. It's Micah. I couldn't help but notice you had a cough on the episode this week. You should have listened to Dutch. He told you to take the vitamin C and get your rest. You need to have some goddamn faith. He has a plan, Oz. A goddamn plan. Get well. Okay. So, that was a character from Red Dead Redemption 2 that just called in. I, uh, that's a first. We're breaking planes of existence, Will. We've opened Breaking fourth and fifth walls. We've opened our third eye and, and 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 our podcast is reaching out into other realities. Transcending awareness and existence. <clears throat> yeah, it did have a touch of the black lung or the green lung last week. It happens from time to time. From day to day. From hour to hour. <laughs> from two minutes to minute. Yeah. Oh, Micah. All right. Fuck Micah, by the way. Micah, the character from Red Dead Redemption 2. Such oh, right. Bitch, man. Fuck that dude. All right. All right. Okay. Um. Next up, we've got... I think this might be our last voicemail, and then it's on to emails only. And this is from our buddy Jim. Pause and Mr. Crusher. Um, I was recharging the old Star Wars batteries by uh, watching the original trilogy. And uh, good God, did we, are, are we all just so correct in loving those movies so much? Um, well, first off, I noticed some stuff. Uh, so did the Emperor have a cane? Um, it sure looked like he did. When, it, when Everything is proceeding as I have foreseen. You know, it looks like... The whole time, he looks like he's walking with a limp, like he's got a cane or something like that. Also, uh, when they make the new Rogue One, when they make Rogue Two, uh, you know, when they show the Bothans and all the ones that sacrifice themselves, it says that the the um, Mon Mothma, no, that's not her name. Uh, anyway, she made, yeah, it is her name, said the Emperor has made a critical error and, um, you know, the Emperor says that he allowed them to find out the information but uh what i think that the emperor didn't want them to know is that he is going to be on the death star and that'd just be really cool to see that unfold in another star wars story um i'm also i'm back to uh phantom menace so uh you know jar jar everybody knows that jar i'm tired of people giving jar jar a hard time i guess it's kind of fell off but uh Everybody knows that he was the one that helped the vote of no confidence. But also, if he he helped discover Darth Vader, man, they were leaving. Uh, um, they already got turned down for the parts, uh, and they were leaving, going to find another junk trader. And that's when Jar Jar tried to bite that. Uh, food hanging and then the guy told him it was seven whoopee or whatever and he spit it out and got attacked by the duck then that's when anakin came over saved jar jar's ass and uh 
I've never know, thought my about bones it. are aching, Annie. And then he gave him cover. I mean, without Jar Jar, that wouldn't have happened. Um, good thing Jar Jar was True. hungry. Uh, here's something strange. So Admiral Thrawn, if they're going to make him real, um, the actor that I just think would be the most perfect, just the way he looks, not necessarily the way he acts, is uh, Bradley Cooper. Um, huh. Make his hair black, slick it back, uh, make his eyes red. I mean, You'd he be good. could pull it off. And I mean, he does raccoon, a rocket raccoon, and I never think of him as rocket, you know. But so he does something go with the voice. So maybe he could play a brilliant blue guy. And uh, one last thing this is about uh, The Last Jedi. So Luke going to help, you know. Um, he won't go help off the, he won't leave the island. So Ray can't talk him into it. Chewie can't talk him into it. Luke touched the rock and checked on Leia in the in a coma, and um, he was shocked, you know, by her condition. Still didn't go. And even the R2-D2 message from, you know, help me Obi-Wan Kenobi. And he's like, that's a low blow. He still wouldn't leave. So what? If, I was thinking, what if uh, Luke could not leave? What if he's like bonded to the island somehow with that? What have you ever heard of something like that? But uh, anyway, yeah, love you, dudes. And uh, I got more stuff to talk about. I don't know what you want to hear next time. Do you want to hear a story that makes me sound like a dumbass, or would you like to hear a new uh, baloney Big Mac style recipe that you Oof. you might enjoy? Uh, you kidding? Let me know. And Both. Um, <laughs> love you guys. See ya. Okay, first off, I agree with Will. Are you kidding? Both. Kidding? Both. Um, Okay, so, the Emperor, I'm pretty sure, at least in that scene when he shows up on the Death Star 2, he is using a cane. And the old Kenner figure comes with it. The original Kenner figure comes with a cane, if I'm not mistaken. Not that that's necessarily, like... Uh, it's know, a trick. A great well, right, and it's not that uh, a figure's accessory is the be all end all piece of evidence, you know? Because yeah, because like, most figures come with a piece that you can buy four more to match up to make a character. Well, that's that's nowadays. I mean, the old back in the day, they didn't do that kind of shit back in the day, you know. Um, I mean, the original, like, 1983 Emperor Palpatine figure. Um, but I'm looking at some of my vintage figures right now, and fucking Zuckus has, like, a, a gun that looks like a saw. I never saw that in the movie. Wait, maybe he is holding that in front of him in the movie. I'm going to stop. Yeah, I might be. I'm going to stop right here before I sound real dumb. Um. <clears throat> Secondly, I never really thought about that. Yeah, Jar Jar does lead to them eat, meeting Anakin. I never really put that together. There you go, Jar Jar. Way to go, man. Um, and as far as Luke on the island, I don't know that he's bonded to the island. Um, and honestly, I figure I feel like after he goes and touches the rock and connects with Leia, I think he's deciding that he wants to leave the island and help. I think he wants to join then. 
and he runs back and finds um Ray and Kylo getting to Star Wars third base and freaks out. But I think that is what he like I think in that moment he's like shit. I can't hide from this anymore. I've got to do He literally right. blows the roof off the joint. <clears throat> oh yeah, he gets pissed. And but I think from the moment he touches the rock until he he walks in on them touching hands, I think he is ready to go with Ray, like leave the island. That's my personal thought. Um, and if that's not what they intended, then you know I guess it's Yoda. Yoda, that I think that combination of that he has the freak out, and then him and Ray get into it. She leaves, and he's like, "Well, fuck it." I'm going to end it. You know, I'm going to burn down the tree and shit. And then he and Yoda have that moment. And obviously that's what seals the deal for him. And that's what <clears throat> makes him come back and be the Luke Skywalker. We all know and love fucking hero that does what's right and inspires the galaxy. I have a question for you, Will. Ask away. Okay. <clears throat> so Luke spends you know, of all the, the footage, all the time we see Luke on Octu, he spends most of his time in sort of that black rain outfit, for lack of a better term. Mm-hmm. However, when Ray shows up on Octu, he is wearing his fucking fancy Sunday best Jedi robes. Just chilling, looking out over the ocean. Now, I have a question for you. What... <laughs> Was did he just wake up that morning and was like, I don't know, man, like uh mother shit's dirty. I need to wash it. I'll just put on the fancy shit for now. Did he know someone was coming? So he was like, I don't know, I guess I gotta put on my nice shit so I look nice when they show up. Or like uh, you, you see what I'm saying? Uh if you want me to be honest, I bet somebody didn't put a whole lot of thought into it and just thought you know, quintessential Jedi Master Luke would look like this when you saw him for the first time. Oh, you know? I know I know the real world explanation is that. I mean, what's the in universe? That's to me, this the in universe is much sadder. Like he was just waiting to die. He's just waiting to die and he wanted that's the he wants to die in that. He doesn't want to die in his you know, every other day leather jerkin tunic that he wears in the rain you know like his he doesn't want to wear his work clothes to die in he wants to die in his sunday best okay that's why he changes into that shit before he dies no i i think i might have just and i'm not even joking i think i might have just had a little bit of a an epiphany so we see him at like that at the beginning right right he changes out of that into his island dirty It's embarrassing. He's been wearing it probably for months waiting to die. <clears throat> so he had to put change clothes on. So, no. I think I know what it is, dude. I'm I'm dead serious. The next time we see him put it on is when? When he goes to burn down the tree. So, like, was he maybe thinking about in his, in his thinking ending the Jedi Order that day? Was, was he putting that outfit on because he was like, I'm going to go, go be it. in that tree. I'm going to go burn down that tree. 
you know so you you see what i'm saying was like was that his plan for that day, that day like he woke up and he's like today's the day i'm burning down that fucking jedi tree the sacred jedi text it's all fucking going man like enough with this jedi order i'm gonna put on my fancy outfit i'm gonna have some fish for breakfast maybe some green booby milk and then i'm gonna get my my space torch and it's done and then this girl shows up i wonder because no i don't think he had any plans to burn it down until until he thought that ray was gonna turn bad no matter what i don't know i mean you you could be right and i don't know if there's a an explanation of that and maybe the last Jedi novel or something, but I just, I don't know. Maybe I'm connecting him wearing it then. And then the next time we see him put that on is when he goes to burn down the tree. Maybe I'm connecting things that don't need to be connected, but something I wonder about. All right. Next up, we are going to get into emails and our first one is from, Jake. Hawes and Will. Love the podcast. You guys kept me entertained at work all through 2018, and I look forward to more Star Wars shenanigans for my ear holes in 2019. I hope you guys had a very happy new year. Also, huge shout out to King Tom and Rural Farm Boy for helping me get to the bottom of my long-lost childhood question, the Stormtrooper Backpack. I always thought when I was younger, being born in 92 and growing up with the prequels, that the stormtroopers were robots and the backpacks were their battery packs. Even after episode one, I doubled down thinking that they just made the robots better in the future. Those toothpick-legged battle droids would die after the Jedi would just knock them over. I mean, shit, Jar Jar was killing them by accident. So I figured they just started throwing armor on the fuckers to make them a little more durable. At least until episode two came out, that is. Still wondered about that damn backpack, though. I feel like I can rest easier at night now. Again, thanks for all you do with the show. You get me through so many long work days. Keep on doing what you do, and Happy New Year, Jake from Wisconsin. Thanks, buddy. Man, I love hearing people's, like, misconceptions or Star Wars or beliefs about Star Wars until the actual information came out, you know? Right. Like, what did you think? This was something I heard. Man, he's been doing so many episodes that lately that I can't necessarily call out the right one. And for that, I apologize. But on one of the recent Steel Wars episodes, I think it was a Patreon episode, he was talking with someone about what they assumed the Clone Wars were before we found out what they were like when they were kids and stuff so when you were a kid what did you think the clone wars were um i thought the clones were some sort of enemy like i thought some some enemy had amassed a clone army and the galaxy had to marshal a force to fight the clone army that was trying to take over the galaxy that's that's pretty much in line with what I thought, but I took it goofier, my dude. I thought that the bad guys were cloning Jedi and making. Well, that would make a much more interesting bad guy. 
would it though, or would it been kind of cheesy to have? A I mean, bunch it would have of- been comic book cheese dick, but it would have made for epic battles. And dude, I remember this was not my theory, but I remember leading into the Phantom Menace, like maybe two years before it came out, reading online, like maybe 97, 98 about there, reading people's thoughts about what was going to happen in episode one. And someone's theory was that we were going to find out that Obi-Wan Kenobi was a clone of a Jedi named Ben Kenobi. And that the reason his name sounds like almost a, a, a number, uh, like a number designation, OB1, was that yeah. it was the old Ben 1, like the first clone of Ben Kenobi. Oh, wow. I remember, and I remember reading that and being like, ooh. I don't know how I'd feel about that. Like almost going back. Mystery and, science theater is how I feel about that. Almost going back and like retconning Obi-Wan, you know, the Obi-Wan we see in the pre, uh, the original trilogy to be a clone of some guy, you know, whatever. The Obi-Wan you see isn't the original <laughs> Obi-Wan. Right. And that's why like Ben Kenobi, that's not a lo- name. Which I've is kind of a neat idea, just to be honest. Mm. It's considering the, you know since the then, idea I've, that there is a powerful being that made clones of himself maybe the original died and those clones have become different versions of the original none quite like the original but right I, it, that I, that's kind of fascinating i'm me. trying to remember all the detail i'm trying to remember if the guy or maybe if this is just some flavor i added myself back in the day but there might have been a detail where the guy thought maybe Ben Kenobi died in the duel with Darth Vader, right? And yeah. they cloned him to watch over Luke on Tatooine. So Luke would have like a guardian, and that's why Vader assumes Obi-Wan is dead. Or they assume Obi-Wan's dead in A New Hope. Maybe that's just some flavor I added myself. That's why he doesn't remember owning a droid. That's why... Yeah, all this kind of stuff. That's a name that I have not heard in a long time. Granted, that whole not owning a droid, that was nothing we ever considered until we saw the prequels. And we were like, hold up now. He sure enough did say he never owned a droid, right? Like that was, I, For me personally, that line was just sort of a throwaway line where I was like, okay, I mean, he never if, owned a droid. Yeah, If I really want to think about it, probably all the droids he ever had were owned by the Jedi Temple. There's, you yeah. know, I don't know that you get a deed for a droid. Like, I'm, I imagine all the droids are on loan from the temple. Well, yeah, and I mean, as a Jedi, you're not really supposed to have possessions, attachments. You know? yeah. yeah. So, I mean, there's plenty of ways you can, you can get around it. That's one of those things where, you know, I know like consistent inconsistencies between the prequel trilogy and the the original trilogy bug people, and some of them bug me. That's one. Uh, I mean. Yeah, where but I mean, it's like no one expected Star Wars to be the hit that it was. No, you know? no, the real world explanation is exactly that. Like, it was a a hit beyond their wildest expectations, and then you know, at a certain point, it stopped becoming about just making Star Wars movies, but also became about 
making Star Wars movies and running Star Wars as a business and, you know, a huge international uh, IP. Conglomerate. And stuff. Yeah. So, brand. But, you know, like you said, that explanation, well, he never technically owned a droid because Jedi weren't supposed to have possessions. That one works for me. The other one that works for me is just that he was being squirrely and, and was... I mean, like, Obi-Wan is not the most honest dude with Luke. So, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, why why is it hard to believe that he would lie about that? Or not lie about that, but would I mean, lie about the whole who his dad thing is, you know? It's one of those things where if you're a hippie and you're living in the woods by yourself, woods slash desert, whatever, and you're probably talking to yourself and you're like... <laughs> You know, do you remember when you used to own a car? I never owned a car, man. <laughs> I I don't ever remember owning a car. So, speaking of people that might be maybe a little perturbed by some inconsistencies in the Star Wars prequels, we've got an email from our buddy Robo DM Robo. GM Game Master Extraordinaire. Extraordinaire. If you want to hear Robo's brand of Star Wars storytelling, which I'm a huge fan of. Check out Blue Harvest Adventures on the Blue Harvest Patreon page. Anyway, he's got an email for us. Hey, boys, last week's discussion about the balance prophecy got me thinking. Was it really Vader who killed the Emperor? This will sound dumb at first, but hear me out. According to Wikipedia, Darth Vader threw the Emperor down a reactor shaft. Citing canon sources, the article says this shaft extended straight down to the central reactor in the middle of the second Death Star. Because the Death Star was 200 kilometers wide, the shaft in question was approximately 100 kilometers long. Under Earth-like conditions, the Emperor's falling body would reach a terminal velocity of 195 kilometers per hour. So unless my math is way off, it would be almost 30 minutes before that old man hit the bottom. Do you see where this is going? The real chosen one is and can only be Lando Calrissian. When you think about it, Luke and Vader didn't need to be there in the first place. The Emperor's whole plan to trick the rebels required to be on that Death Star. Luke didn't help destroy the shield generator or blew up the second Death Star, and Vader could have sat the entire battle out just chilling in his goo tube. (laughs) I know what you're thinking, but what about that blue cloud and rush of wind we see as the Emperor falls? Isn't that him dying when he reaches whatever that bright light is at the bottom of the matte painting? I, too, had long assumed that bright spot was white-hot exhaust from the reactor. But then again, think about it. Why would a heat exhaust tunnel end in the Emperor's throne room? Also, to my ears, the Emperor can be heard screaming before, during, and after the blue burst of whatever. So maybe that. So maybe what we see is just old Sheev blowing his force, blowing his whole force wad, trying to save himself. I don't know, but that Joker is alive. So yeah. One way or another, Lando kills the Emperor and fulfills that damn-ass prophecy. Case closed. That's certainly one way to remove the mystery of who is the who is the chosen one. Oh, like that! Let it be known to he- that heretofore, the official Blue Harvest 
position on who the chosen one in the Star Wars saga is is officially well, you know, Lando uh, Calrissian, and maybe a little considered myself the chosen one, and maybe a little bit of Nia Nub while we're at it, because he was there too in the co-pilot seat. Oh it my takes goodness! Two, baby. You and can't just fly the Falcon with one. Hear me out, right? What I'm com- hearing you meow. What comes out at the end of this year, my friend? Episode nine. And what is episode nine going to do? It is going to close out the Skywalker saga. It is. And what better way? to close out the Skywalker saga than to have the true chosen one himself, Lando Calrissian, played by Mr. Billy D. Williams, show up. That's the only way to fly. I like this! God damn. You know that, you know that movie, A Beautiful Mind? The Russell yes. Crowe movie? Yes. I don't think that movie is a biography about Robbo, but I think the title was inspired by Robbo. Oh, really? Because, goddamn, it takes a beautiful mind to come up with something like that. Oh, my Lord. All right. Next up, we've got an email from our buddy Connor. Hey, Halls and Will. Super excited about what is coming Star Wars content wise and was thinking about all the shows and movies and got to wondering which format is the best way to experience Star Wars and maybe what direction Disney is going to lean towards in the future. I guess there may not be a best way, but so far we got some great shows with Clone Wars and Rebels, not a huge fan of Resistance, but obviously the movies have been amazing as well. Personally, Solo was meh to me, but all the other movies have been fantastic. So each format has its pros and cons. I think with a show you could potentially flesh out characters a little more than a single movie or even a trilogy, but maybe the special effects, battle sequences, and important scenes may not be as significant or exciting in a show. Anyways, what do you guys think? Do you y'all have a preference and what do you think Disney is going to lean towards in the future? Hell State and may the force be with you, Connor from Starkful. Well, there you go. I always forget that our bunny Connor is from our old stomping grounds of Stark Vegas. When's the last time you were in Starkville? Uh, For Gray Got Married That's in right. November, and I went very recently. Dude, I haven't been to Starkville since Amanda and Goose moved away, so it's been... Some of my buddies own this place called Two Brothers Smoked Meats, and it's a kick-ass little spot. Oh, really? Yeah, it's awesome. What what kind of smoked meats are we talking about? Oh, they got everything. Yeah, chicken, uh, pork, sausages, you know, the whole nine yard ribs. Is there any like sauce involved in this or are they just... Oh, smoke? yeah. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. I didn't get to taste the whole menu, but um, I got to look at it. It was kick-ass. We should take a trip down there sometime. What's this I hear about some fucking medians? Like, everybody I know, like, on Facebook and stuff, be complaining about some kind of medians that they installed in Starkville? Do you know what I'm um, talking about? Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, there are... Yeah. There are medians. But it's it's not a huge deal. I mean, it's... 
<coughs> yeah. Starkville is growing and it's necessary to control traffic and such. I gotcha. Um, so back to his his actual question instead of reminiscing about the town where Will and I met. Oh, Will, hold me like College you did days. back on the lake in Starkville. That's me God, being. I hope we weren't swimming in that lake. <laughs> that was me being Padme to your Anakin. And that's before you choked me to death because I was hanging out with Obi-Wan or something. It's back know. when we were riding tick monsters. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, honestly, I kind of hope Disney approaches Star Wars from all facets. And it, it seems like that's what they're going into. Um, like, I'm very excited for Star Wars live-action TV. And I definitely think... It will be somewhat smaller in scale, probably a, a, a decent bit smaller in scale than a Star Wars theatrical release, obviously. But also, just from everything that's been sort of coming out about how they're producing this show, I think it will be much less than we're expecting, like much less of a downgrade. You know what I mean? As far as right. visual effects and cool shit, right? Well, I think they're going to be wise about where they do it. Mm -hmm. I don't think you're going to have a lot of space battle, but I think you're going to have a lot in world building and character development. You know, like like there'll be the best effects and when things happen, you right. know, big events or or uh, I don't know. The, the effects will be appropriately placed where they need to compel the story. I doubt you get a space battle. Those bitches are expensive. I don't know. I don't. I definitely don't think we can expect like a um a rogue one battle of scarif level space battle but it would also not surprise me if we'd get something on a much smaller scale you got to have some kind of space shenanigans at some point i would think but i definitely. mean you got to be in a spaceship but to I, animate and effectively produce high quality cg space battles is takes the money dude yeah, but they they've also got these this new technique that they're talking about and that's been sort of that Jason over at Making Star Wars has been talking about that seems like it's going to help them produce that kind of stuff cheaper. I don't know if it's necessarily like that kind of thing. I don't know. Um but I agree. I agree that it will be scaled down. I just don't think it will be like you know, if you go to a theater and watch a Marvel movie, right? And then you come immediately home and watch a couple of episodes of like one of the Marvel Netflix series. There's a wide gap. You know what I mean? Yeah. Not that, you know, some of those Marvel series are bad. I'm not saying that. But there is obviously a wide gap in budget and production value and stuff. Right. <clears throat> but I think that gap will be lessened. Quite a bit. Right. I, I still don't think we're going to get like <clears throat> Star Wars theatrical level production value and like big set pieces, big battles and things like that. And honestly, you know, if if a benefit of having, you know, whatever, eight hours or whatever of a Star Wars show is, is that we get a little more character development and, and character moments. I, I can get down with that, man. You know? Yeah, I, I can think too. that's. <laughs> that's a benefit <clears throat> but i just um i don't know which one disney is going to lean towards in the future 
Mike Connor asks. I hope that they don't necessarily lean completely towards one of them. Like, I hope they don't go only theatrical movies or only TV series. It just, I have a feeling that they, they're going to want the live action Star Wars stuff and the live action Marvel stuff and things like that to be sort of uh, an anchor or uh, a selling point of the streaming service, but they're still going to want that crazy box office potential from theatrical releases. Of course they are. So hopefully it's, I I hope it's balanced as, as I guess is what I would say. That it's just sort of a little bit of everything, you know? Yeah. Have our cake and eat it too. Damn, I could go for some cake right now. Back on this stupid diet. New year, new me, all that bullshit. Damn, I could go for some cake right now. I was about to say, you haven't seen cake in a minute. All right, next up is an email from our buddy, John. Hey, Halls and Will. Hope you guys are doing well. I'm sorry to hear Halls had a bad time building the Ultimate Collector Series... (coughs) Slave one. Like Jesse, I find Lego building to be quite therapeutic and like to take my time on a bigger set. I built Vader's castle over a week and that was 10 bags. Keep up with the Lego, sir. It's a great thing to collect and they look freaking sweet on display. Keep up the great work, guys, and may the force be with you, Johnny. Uh, Check out my... Oh, so our buddy Johnny is the guy who runs... He's got a Star Wars blog and podcast of his own, so if you guys want to check that out, you can at www.mystarwarslife.tk So give that a check. Uh, He wrote a pretty kick-ass article about my boy Boba Fett a couple months back. Boba Fett. I'm not done with Lego, and I wouldn't say I had a bad time. I just... I made the wrong decision in trying to build it all in one day. You know what I mean? Like that oh, is yeah. a lot of time and it, it really didn't start getting to, to me towards till towards around like six and a half, seven hours in and that and final policing the animals to stay away from it doesn't make it relaxing. Right. So that's what I'm going to do. I, in my next Lego set will be once I have my star Wars space set up that is able to be closed off from the animals. It is like, you know what I mean? So if I want to build one of these collector sets, I can take a week to build it. Work on it an hour or two here and there, you know? It's not that I didn't enjoy it. It just started getting to me after that long. I love building Gundam models, but if I sat at the table for eight hours and built a Gundam model, at the end of that eight hours, I'd be like, I do not want to see a fucking Gundam for the next couple of days. I mean, of course, and those kind of puzzles like that, that are the super challenging or the advanced ones, they are a a exercise in stamina. They always are. The Puzz 3Ds are as well. Mm-hmm. You know, I've never put together one of those 3D puzzles. You should. They're fun. You remember when those were, those were big oh, I remember. back in the 90s? And I think I even had like a millennium falcon 3d puzzle once that i never believe it or not that was damn near the hardest one. Oh really oh my god it was so fucking hard the empire state building was the first one i ever did probably was the easiest right on i wonder whatever happened to 3d puzzles i guess they didn't take off past that initial or they probably just 
made as many as were interesting, and then the puzzle, I guess, craze just slacked off. Not a big, um, not a big jigs- jigsaw puzzle guy. I like them. I remember when I was a kid, I got a couple for my birthday that were really cool. They were huge. They were like movie poster size, like, you know, actual. Yeah. And it was one for Back to the Future 2 and one for Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade, right? Yeah. Huge posters. And they were the movie posters. <clears throat> and I got like the puzzle glue that you put on the back to keep them together and stuff. Oh, yeah. So excited to put them together. We put the Back to the Future 2 one together. It was a big project my grandfather and I did. Glued that thing, put it in a frame. That's probably still at my grandmother's house somewhere. Um, It sounds kick-ass. And then we sat down to do Indiana Jones and the Temple, uh, or the Last Crusade poster. Spent a good bit of time putting this thing together. And we get to the end, and we're missing one piece. And it, just one piece? One piece, and we can't find it anywhere. And it's not uh, just uh, any piece. It's in the middle of fucking Harrison Ford's face on the poster. No! You never found this piece? Never. Oh, that's the worst. Literally the worst. Uh, when you spend all that time on yeah. a puzzle. Yep. Just talk about disappointment. And then I was like, can't we just go buy that same puzzle, take that piece out and return it? And my grandparents were like, no, that is not how you act in life. <laughs> All right. Next up, we have an email from our buddy, Christopher. Hi, Halls and Will. Last time I wrote in about Force Ghost Luke speculation in episode nine, but I think speculation was the wrong word to use. It's unlikely that the ideas I mentioned will actually happen. But it would be cool if they did. That was more of a wish list. However, here's a few more likely predictions. Okay, let's go through these one by one and we'll see what we think as we go. You okay? All right. Hux will not die at the hands of the rebels. Kylo will rid himself of his pasty second in command. What do you think about that? Probably. Yeah. Odds are. Looks good. Yeah, I think so too. The one thing I would wonder is if there's going to be sort of a a worm tongue Saruman relationship between the two of them. I don't know why, but Hux reminds me of worm tongue a little bit. I'm saying that character's name, right? Yeah, yeah, Grima Worm Tongue, yeah. But if I had to say I think Hux will die at the hands of Kylo. I think Kylo is going to get fucking tired of his shit. <clears throat> All right, number 2. Kylo will be redeemed, but will die doing so. Maybe he'll save Leia's life, but die in the process, likely flying his ship into something so it doesn't destroy Leia's ship. I could definitely see that being the way that Kylo, not necessarily flying his ship into something, but saving Leia could definitely be a way that Kylo dies and thereby redeems himself, you know? That's definitely a way to do it. Uh, Ray will face Kylo, but will also face another menace. Not sure who, 
the top half of Snoke, Palpatine clone, Knights of Ren, but some other evil force, Carrie Russell. You know, I don't know about that one necessarily, other than to say, I have kind of wondered if there would be some sort of new threat or adversary that the two of them have to face off of. You know what I mean? Some threat greater to everyone than the First Order. You know? Yeah. The question is, is it too late to introduce something like that? This is always the question when I think about this that comes up to me. Does that make sense? Like, if there's another threat out there, wouldn't it be sort of kind of last minute to have them just show up in the third movie unless you're setting up it depends on how soon episode 10 comes out for me yeah if it's coming out sooner rather than later then no you're setting up for the next trilogy right that could definitely be the case or it could be the knights of ren you know that's something that is established as being a thing not you know we haven't seen a ton of them but it you know that could be who they have to team up against I also still think that Ray and Kylo are going to duke it out one more time, too. Oh, for sure. <clears throat> Nyan- that has to happen Yeah, in the next movie. I mean, it just does. Nia Num and Lando will fly the Falcon, though I'm not sure where Chewie will be. Maybe Chewie is injured and has to sit in the med bay while Nia Num takes over a la Force Awakens and Solo. Both Chewie and Lando take a backseat in those movies with an injured arm. Another possibility is that Lando and Chewie will fly the Falcon with an injured Ray in the back, sort of like the end of Empire Strikes Back with an injured Luke in the back. I don't know how likely it is, but I want to see Lando and Nyan um, piloting that damn Falcon together. Hell yeah. And I know it would... There's a certain population that it would rub the wrong way and they would fucking tear at their clothes and hair screaming that it's just a copy of return of the jedi but i don't give a fuck oh, I like that. it's like you're gonna bring them back in the one movie they're gonna be in and you don't want them to pilot the falcon right really Rose will play a smaller role i enjoyed her character but i'm having trouble seeing how she'll fit into the final movie she might save Finn in the middle of battle, but it won't be an epic scene. It'll be more playful, like when BB-8 uses the ATST to save Finn and Rose on Snoke's mega ship in The Last Jedi. Yeah, I don't know. I could see her having equal to, or even maybe a little more of a role in Episode Nine. I don't. The thing is, is I don't. It's hard to say because we don't really know anything about the plot of episode nine once we we start getting a trailer or little hints there and here and there i think we could have a better idea of what she'd be up to um plus her involvement in the events of the last jedi i think would probably make her uh, a pretty substantial figure in uh, the rebuilt rebellion or resistance or whatever the hell you know what i mean yeah. Uh, let's see what you think about this one, Will. Poe will already be or become General Poe Dameron. Oscar Meyer 
Mm. Yeah, probably. I mean, it's probably a dead giveaway. Especially if there's a time jump. He'll be, yeah. if not general, some high commander, you know, something higher up there. Yeah, and, and it definitely seems like part of his character arc in The Last Jedi was, you know, getting demoted because he fucked up and didn't listen to orders and, you know. Developing by... leadership skills. Yeah, so it definitely seems like they're setting him up to be a leader. So, yeah, general, I can totally, it makes total sense because, like, everybody's a damn general by Return of the Jedi. General. Could throw you a curveball, and he could stay like the special operations team commander, you know, kind of like uh, uh, Tom Hanks from Saving Private Ryan. I always thought you were about to say they could throw you a cur- curveball and promote him even higher. It could be like Admiral Poe Dameron, Emperor Dameron, Emperor Dameron. All right, and he's got that one more. That sounds like a Dune character. He's got another one for us. There will be other untrained force users that join the rebels scattered across the galaxy to fight the First Order. At the end of the movie, Rey and these other brave folks will be the next generation, in a way leaving a small window for more episodic films. Love that. Love that. Leave that window open. Oh, I like that! Actually, this one's maybe a little more... Um, what if Ray publishes the Jedi information as like, like open open source stuff? You know, like just puts it on the galactic internet. Hmm. And anyone can have access to the Jedi teachings. I don't know how I feel about that. I could see, like, I can see the like uh, symbolism behind it. You know what I mean? Yeah, that makes sense to me, but I don't know. I I kind of feel like, personally at least, I'm more a fan of her. You like the idea that secrets are guarded? Well, yeah, not so much because I almost feel like some of that is what led to the Jedi downfall in the prequel era. But also, I like the idea of her seeking out students and passing on what she has learned. You know what I mean? Right. Actually passing it on. Not just being like, hey guys, check out my space blog for all your Jedi needs. <laughs> this and, is what I learned and turned on into my, my space journey. And turn in, tune in to my YouTube channel for daily force yoga videos. Right. <clears throat> all right. Next up, we got an email from our buddy Josh, a.k.a. Billy Bob. Hey, Halls and Will. Sorry I haven't wrote in to you guys in in a few weeks, but I hope the Force was strong with your Christmas and New Year's. I had a great one myself because I introduced my cousin that's 19 to the awesome galaxy of Star Wars. I told him the story of how I was introduced to Star Wars franchise, and to make it more interesting, I used the opening scene of A New Hope. After he saw Vader enter the screen, he wouldn't let me turn it off, so we started Christmas night, and he stayed with me until Friday when he had to go back to school in Livingston, Alabama. We watched them in release order, episodes 4, 5, 6, 1, 2, 3, 7, Rogue One, and 8. Unfortunately, we didn't have enough time to get the Solo, but it's the only one he didn't watch. I report that he liked them. Episode 2... He was back and forth about because he got what he wanted, and that was Yoda in a lightsaber battle, but it fell short in some other places for him. 
and he knew the Vader twist, but was very bummed when Han Solo died in Seven, but he lost his fucking mind when he saw Luke's robe fly off after he disappeared in The Last Jedi, and I was lucky enough to see his reaction. So that was my holidays. It was pretty nice. Just went by really fast. I feel bad to say that I'm not caught up with the new episodes because I've been listening to the older ones and I've been really busy since I went back to work after the holidays because I was off for a while. But just wanted to stop by and say, hey, hope you guys have a blessed week and may the force be with you, Billy Bob. P.S. Been reading a lot of Legends and Canon trades lately right now and I'm on the Lando Double or Nothing trade but I will be starting on some legend novels pretty soon. Just wanted to thank you guys again and King Tom for the recommendations later, guys. Man, that's cool. <clears throat> I'm trying to think if I've ever had that opportunity to completely introduce someone to Star Wars from the... Like, you know what I mean? That has never seen a Star Wars. Like... Jesse had seen most of them, but not all of them. Um, and she knew all the the big stuff, you know? Yeah. I can't think... And, and It's not coming to mind anybody that I've been able to introduce Star Wars to. That's what I guess that's what my nephew's for. Oh, man. Um, have you ever gotten to introduce anybody, like, straight off to Star Wars? Um, I don't think so. Not that I can remember. So my goddaughters, uh, Taylor and Peyton, right? When they were born, they, you know, they're quite a bit older than Jackson. Um, when they were born, I was like, that's it. I'm going to get them into Star Wars. And dude, I tried so hard to get them both in the Star Wars. I actually started with the Clone Wars because it was a cartoon. And I was like, yeah, kids like cartoons. Uh, when they were really young, like maybe six and seven, somewhere around there. And they were terrified of Yoda at first. Terrified. And it just never stuck. Like, Star Wars never really stuck with them. Like, they, they liked Star Wars okay because their Uncle Halls liked Star Wars. You know what I mean? Right. That was until The Force Awakens came out. And when The Force Awakens came out, unfortunately, I didn't get to go see it with them. Um, we went to see it, like, on Christmas after, you know, I had seen it a few times and they had seen it a couple of times. But at that point, <clears throat> Peyton really got into Star Wars and Taylor got into Star Wars too, but it was because she had a crush on Kylo Ren. Ho, 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 ho. So, it was nice to see them. And now, like... Now Taylor's way into like uh, the Lion King, like that's her big thing. She really likes those. Um, uh, what's that stop motion studio, Leica, that do like Coraline and Kubo? And okay, she's really into their stuff. Kubo but and the Two Strings is a really good movie. We got to see them on New Year's Day for a little bit, and she was interested in Episode Nine though, so it's still there a little bit. <clears throat> All right, we've got an email from our buddy Utah Dougie. Dougie. It says, number two, Halls and Will, I missed a few weeks, so I thought, what the hell, maybe I'll send in another email. Buddy, I don't know that we got your first email. 
Dude, we got so many emails, maybe it got lost in the shuffle. I will look for it if we missed it. I'll make sure we get to it next week. I'm sorry, buddy. But we'll go for this one for now. I was thinking how Force Ghost Obi-Wan wants to send Luke to learn from Yoda. Wouldn't it be cool if Force Ghost Luke sends Rey to learn from Ahsoka? Will that work out? I'm not sure if she's still around as I'm not caught up on where her character is. Do they dare have her live action? Could be a way, good way to tie in the Clone Wars. Keep it moist. Farming, yes it goes. Dougie. Oh, man. <clears throat> um, Force Ghost Luke sending... So, if you told me, Will, if you came to me and was like, Dude, uh, my cousin Will... Because you have a cousin whose name is also Will. He got a I job do. working on episode nine, and he just told me the sickest news ever. Do you want to know? And I'm like, fuck yeah, I want to know. Force Ghost Luke sends Ray to train with Ahsoka. And I would be like, holy shit, are you serious? That's cool. I don't know how likely it is, though. I don't know that it's likely, just because they haven't, I'm not sure they know where they're going with her story anyway. That would be the one thing I know. That that would be the one thing I would say, and, and I totally agree with you, is I don't I don't know that they would want to put her in a place in time when where they left after what they left her off doing. You know what I'm saying? At the end of right. Rebels, she's going off with and this may just may be my opinion, but mm -hmm. I think that real life Ahsoka is hard to pull off simply because of the way she's drawn. Her eyes are ginormous. Okay. That's just Ahsoka though. That's kind of the style of that animation and it's kind of how she grew up. Now her eyes got smaller as she grew up, but they're still huge and no, no one can look like that, you know, in real life. Yeah. I so mean... there, there's an approximation you can get, but it's never going to come across just like Ahsoka. You know what I mean? Unless they did that sort of digital stuff they've been doing lately that I don't care for. I don't need. I don't know. It's this theme. Like there's this sci-fi movie coming out with this girl and her eyes are huge. They have just like blown her eyes up to be bigger than they need to be. And they did that shit in Ready Player One. Oh, and, really? uh, yeah, just subtly. And it's a little off-putting at first. Okay. Yeah, you're thinking of, uh, is it Alita <clears throat> Battle Angel? Battle Angel. Yeah. yeah, that's exactly what I'm thinking about. <clears throat> I admit it's kind of off-putting. They're not going to do that because, for one, it's just like, you know, Saw Gerrera in The Clone Wars had that animated style. And when he was in Rogue One, he looked like, you A know. Human. Yeah, you're going to have, it's just the different of difference of, of adapting a character from animation to live action and vice vice versa, right? Like I agree. Poe Dameron I've doesn't seen... look like Poe Dameron in um uh The Force Awakens in uh what's the word I'm looking for? Resistance, right? Yeah. Um and we've there seen There aren't a lot of really good Ahsoka cosplays. I uh, guess is was my They're good. But they're not, you know, in the interest of fairness, they're not Star Wars on screen quality, right? Right. They're, right. And I'm not taking a, 
away from anything anybody does that no 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 i mean yeah all the effort anyone's ever put in i'm sure is completely accurate none of none of them just come across to me as like oh that's what ahsoka would look like if they did live action like none um, of it nails it for me that way i guess is and we've seen her her race in live action shock right. t is the same right. thing as is the same uh Tor-Gruda? Tor yeah Togruda or something like that Togruda, Togruda, right? T R O G or T O G R U T A or something like that. Yeah, it sounds you're saying it right to me. <laughs> um so we've seen her so clearly it but we also didn't see Shock T a whole lot. If yeah. if Shock T was a major player and was in a, a movie a whole lot, you know, maybe it would start to look a little goofy, I don't know. Um and I'm pretty sure Shock T in and around her eyes is like red, like bright red. Yeah, like just the, like the, like the makeup effect. Is that what you're talking about? I don't know. Maybe her skin color in and around her face and eyes, but I thought it was just bright red. <laughs> um, but yeah, I pull up a picture of Shock T. To be completely honest, with the the popularity of the character of Ahsoka, I wonder if it is a matter of time before we see her adapted in the live action. Uh, I just don't know that it's going to be in episode nine. I don't know when and how it will happen, but I just got to imagine that it will someday. The same feelings I have about Ahsoka and maybe it would look a little weird. I have about general or Admiral Thrawn. Like I think when you got a dude with bright red eyes, like the actual color of his eyes, painted blue in a white suit, like you got to be real careful and maybe even have to tone it down a little bit from yeah. all the artwork we've seen and the, the, you know, episodes of rebels he was in or else it could look a little goofy and it could look a little like a little Navi. Oh yeah. Or, or like 60s star Trekky, which, Hey, not taking any, I'm not, hating on Andorian. it but, you know it just looked maybe a little a little low budge or a little goofy you know you don't want him to look chalky but you don't want him to look violet beauregard you don't want him looking like blue man group either you know yeah i right? know oh, he blew himself <laughs> oh that joke never gets old <laughs> um Makes me want to drum on something real bad. <laughs> it does, you know, Jesse went to see the Blue Man Group with her mom and fell asleep. Really, that shows you how well Jesse can fall asleep anywhere. That soft rhythmic drumming just put it her ain't, right out. I can't imagine it's soft. She was like, it was real loud, and she just straight up fell asleep. And like, I know we'll be watching a movie. <clears throat> in the living room and you know i won't have it like imax level loud in the house but you know you're watching Saber private ryan and it's coming across bullets and yeah grenades. and and she'll she'll just be smiling in her sleep yeah she and meanwhile i'm the opposite where like i'll be like you know that moment right before you fall asleep like that twilight where your brain is like popping off all kinds of crazy ideas and you're just, I mean, moments away from being asleep. Yeah. The slightest off sound will completely wake me up. Ooh. I don't know why, man. 
I'm sort of like a, I guess a, a not a light sleeper because when I when I go hard, I go hard on some sleep. But it sometimes it can take me a little while to get to sleep because of that. Like I can't really sleep with a a TV on in the bedroom. I won't be able to fall asleep. I can sleep anywhere. Man, it's a talent some people have. I could sleep on the floor. <laughs> oh, see, I can't. I can't. well, that's kind of because of my back, though. Like right. on a hard surface like that, I just can't fall asleep because because of my back. Um, we got one more email for the evening, uh, guys. Thanks again. You guys killed it this week with the emails. I love when you guys write in. I love hearing from you guys. Mixing that up. means someone's listening. Yeah, exactly. Um, this is from our buddy Evan DeCellis, artist extraordinaire. Hey, buddies. I was listening to the last episode and heard you guys mention not knowing how I found the... Oh, we're getting another origin story. How I found the podcast, so I'd figure I'd briefly share. I was working as a server at Buffalo Wild Wings at the time in July of 2015 and had just started getting into Star Wars podcast. I only had making Star Wars on my list at the time, but was hungrier for Star Wars podcast content and wanted more than one a week. So I went into the app and just added about seven or so podcasts. I thought I'd give each of them about two episodes to try before deciding if they would stay in my rotation. Out of all the added seven, you guys were the only ones that stayed in my rotation, and it was decided mid-episode one. As always, thank you guys for all that you do and allowing me to visually represent your brand. Can't wait to buy you guys a beer at Celebration. Buddy, you will not be buying me the beers. I will be buying you the beers, sir. Or whatever it is that you like to drink. Maybe you just want like a sparkling water or a fancy cocktail. I got you. I got you, buddy. Man, that's really cool. I knew Evan was in early. So if he listened to, if he first listened to an episode in July, you know, that's within a month and a half or two months of us starting. Yeah, right near the beginning. Man, and what a good dude. Wonderful. What a wonderful shining light he's been. Well, guys. I think that does it for us. Thanks for recording with me, buddy. Thank you for having me on tonight. Of course. Uh, guys, if you like our theme song, please be sure to check out the band that was kind enough to provide the music. They are Stoned Cobra, and you can find them on iTunes, Spotify, or at stonedcobra.bandcamp.com. Uh, if you have a chance and have the opportunity please leave us a five-star review on iTunes. You guys actually went out and left us a handful of reviews this week. I appreciate it so much. You guys are the best. Um, It really helps us out when you guys do that. So, like I said, we appreciate it. Um, And other than that, we'll talk to you guys next week where, at the bare minimum, we're going to be talking about the newest episode of Star Wars Resistance. And who knows... Maybe something crazy like an episode 9 title will drop by then. Wouldn't that be neat? That would be cool. Woo! I like this! Anyways, guys, we'll catch you then. And until then, this has been Blue Harvest, and I'm Hall's Burkhart. 
And I'm Will Witten. May the Force be with you. May the Force be with all of you. May the Force be with us. <laughs> <laughs>